Welcome to Custom Created Life. I'm your host, Elizabeth Kilby. And in this podcast, I want to focus on three things. We are custom, we are created, and we have a life to live. So as you join me, follow as we figure out our uniqueness, our calling, and the things that we learn along the way to help us find our purpose and pursue our path. Join me on this journey. Today on Custom Created Life, we have Dr. Andy Jung. He is a ministry specialist for the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina, and when he's not working with CBFMC, he is the director of the Church Engagement for Fuller Youth Institute. He leads Fuller Youth Institute's conference, cohorts, and trainings while providing strategic leaderships with organizations. He's been in ministry for over 25 years as a youth minister and senior pastor. We are excited to have him on CCL. Glad to have Andy Jung, Dr. Andy Jung with us today, um, talking about a few different things as we kind of dive into um, our custom created life in a different way. Uh, So Andy, if you'll give us a little background of of who you are and what um, your role is currently, and then we'll kind of dive into some three questions that you've you've studied and researched and, and walk through that. Yeah, so um, I've uh, grown up here in North Carolina uh, for the most part and uh, uh, have served churches throughout North Carolina as, uh, uh, as a youth pastor for um, 20 plus years. Uh, and as I like to say um, to, uh, to groups of people that, that I got demoted to being a senior pastor for, uh, for a while. Uh, <laughs> Because I think working with teenagers is one of the highest callings, uh, yes. and so. Um, but I, but I love being a senior pastor, and I loved because um, because I really did youth ministry with the whole church. They just didn't know it. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, I love that part. I also served uh, a little uh, for a little while as the associate associate executive coordinator at Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina. Uh, And then currently, um, I am working with Fuller Youth Institute. Uh, Fuller Youth Institute is a research center of Fuller Seminary. Uh, We do research on um, teenagers and young adults, uh, and we try to turn that research into into, resources that churches can utilize to better uh, connect um, and minister with uh, young people. Uh, And so that's where my current um, focus is right now, uh, though I've got my hands in a lot of other different things. Uh, But uh, but for now, um, it's it's uh, it's a lot of Zoom calls. I have the opportunity to to work here in North Carolina and not have to move out to California. So uh, it's it's good. Yeah, um, and some traveling in between isn't bad either. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Visiting California is a good thing. I'm not sure that I want to move out to California. I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, understand understand completely. Um, so want to just dive in, you and I have talked some about kind of three questions that you've researched and studied of who am I, where do I fit, and what difference can I make? And those are so loaded, and we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks talking about them. But 
how did you kind of get to those um, three questions? And then we'll, we'll break it down a little bit more. Yeah, as we've researched um, teenagers and young adults um, over, the, over the last 15 years, really, uh, at Fuller Youth Institute, one of the things that continue to surface um, as we talk to young people is, are, are those questions of, of identity, uh, who am I? Um, uh, belonging of where do I fit and, uh, and then purpose of, um, you know, what difference can I really make uh, here in this world? And I think, uh, but, but I believe that it's, those are three questions that are fairly universal throughout all generations. So it's not just for young people. We, we say that for young people specifically, and, and when I say young people, I really do mean kind of teenagers uh, into college students. And, and even now um, through our, our research and, and, and many other sociologists who would say that uh, most people don't reach adulthood um, uh, until they're really into their late 20s and, and right. early 30s. Right. Uh, and so um, that may be good news for some. That may not be so good news for others. Exactly. Uh, but, um, uh, but that's just kind of how we're defining um, young people these days. Uh, yep. And so it, it really fits. Uh, we're really kind of fitting into much more of a definition of young people that's really throughout all of the all over the world. Um, uh, here in the United States, we've always kind of thought about young people as just teenagers or college students. But then uh, when, um, when we move into uh, post-college and, every, you know, uh, and, and into our 20s, we, we assume that people have reached adulthood. And um, that's just not been the case. Right, uh, right. The, and adulting is so years. hard. And we, and we <laughs> yeah. don't, we don't instruct that very well just because you know of all the little nuances that we find out as adults of you're supposed to do this when was I told that I'm supposed to do that I don't you know that's that's hard that's hard yeah the fact that the that you know we now have the word adulting in our lexicon that we use that word as a (laughs) as a verb yes (laughs) that uh uh, that you know that kind of goes to show that that it is taking longer to reach adulthood for for most people uh and so for young people those three questions are really just burning uh in the forefront um as older adults um as as more mature or, or more uh, more experienced adults, uh, as I would say, um, they, they, they are more equipped to answer those questions, um, just kind of in the background, uh, right. that they can, they're, they're processing those questions and, but, but we're all answering those questions, no matter what stage of life we're in, uh, some are more equipped to do it than others. And typically, uh, young people are, um, are, are dealing with those questions of identity, belonging, and purpose a whole lot more than, than older adults. Right. And so when we're thinking about the who I am I portion, you know, with this podcast being named Custom Created Life, I am a prime example of, I typically have four and five jobs, hands, like you said, in, in different things a year. And that's normal for me, but my dad's been in the same job since he was 16. And so he doesn't understand that this is my reality and 
and I'm okay with it. Like that I'm not flitting between jobs, but that I just like my hands in different places. And so how do we process this struggle with identity when sometimes there's awkward conversations or awkward growth that happens around it? Yeah, so for older generations, it certainly, you know, um, is not the norm to kind of cobble together a bunch of different jobs, right? Because they're right. they're in their mindset, it's hey, you go work for a company and and you stay for forty years, you get a gold watch at the end of that. Yes, and, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, or the pin, um, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know that's how uh, they see work uh, and career, right? Uh, and for a lot of young adults today. Um, some of it, they have chosen to do so mm-hmm. uh, and want to do it like you just mentioned, uh, but others are just forced to do it because of the hand that they've been dealt, right? right? Um, yeah. but, but there's not, uh, you know, uh, there's such a high value in education um, these days to compete in the marketplace that that a undergraduate degree isn't enough anymore right um that even a graduate degree isn't enough so oftentimes young adults aren't getting out of school until they're 25 26 27 uh and then um and then even that um uh that lends them in kind of a uh a a um, kind of a lower position or, or a, yes. a kind of an entry position in, in whatever the marketplace might be. Yeah. And then uh, and you so, throw and, in those that go in the trades, you know, at 17 yeah. and 18 that are making their salary when they come out at 25, 26 at 17 and 18. And there's this big disgruntled, <laughs> you know, well, why didn't I do that type mentality? Yeah. Uh, in there. I've well, worked in the community college for a while. And so you would see that quite frequently. I still am in adjunct yeah. level. Yeah. And, and I mean, not to mention the, the debt that most people right. come out with when they come out of you know graduate school and they've got 40, 50, $60,000 worth of debt, if not more than that. Yes. Uh, and they're, you know, their first entry position is making 50,000 you're like, oh my goodness, why in the world did I go through that hassle? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And so it it blends itself into um, the struggle to fit in and, and kind of where we've already started talking about it within society. Like when we're in this, I would say stage of us especially where people are claiming to stand out like i am unique i am whatever and yet they still struggle with the same thing so they still they but they're not willing to admit it so how do we have conversations about fit when it's more along the lines about identity that they're struggling yeah, and- and so these questions, the, the identity, belonging, and purpose questions are not, uh, they don't live off on their own, right? right? They all kind of blend with each other. And so there's not a, uh, there's not, um, I mean, they, you help answer uh, each of those questions by, you know, by, right. uh, by engaging with yeah. it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the question of identity really helps to answer some of the questions about where you belong. So, so in our research, um, 
we we saw that young people and, and specifically our research in in this special case was around teenagers mm -hmm. but i think that it often can translate into young adulthood in this case is that um uh, the teenagers were answering those questions of who am i uh with answers like i am what others expect me to be right uh, <laughs> and so as young adults um you may have gone through like undergraduate, even graduate school and, and, and thinking that this is what my parents or, or my family have always told me that I'm, I should do. Right. Uh, and then come out of that uh, thinking, well, I'm not sure that this, this is me or, or, and so. Um, uh, and that's great if you have like, a support system that encourages yeah. that and says, hey, you're, you're able to do more than but there's so many people that don't have that support system right. and just have the no expectation. And that just makes it, we work with a, a ministry here in town and um, they work with the boys in sports and work on academics. And somebody put on their paper, a 60 was great job. Like that's not an equal expectation just because that student is from a different background. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> well, and the other part that we saw that our young people were answering the question of who am I is uh, they would answer it with, I am not um, fill in the blank enough. Yes. Uh, and so, I, you know, we saw them answer yeah, those yeah. questions or we heard them answer those questions with, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not even racially white enough or right. black enough or Asian enough. Uh, and so they had this kind of deficit or, or their idea of their own identity is, mm -hmm. I just don't measure up to other mm -hmm. people. I don't mm -hmm. measure up. And so, uh, and so when you think that way, then it really has uh, an impact of where you think you belong, right? right? Um, where you fit in, uh, because uh, unless you kind of, uh, I mean, oftentimes what they do is, well, I fit in when other people, um, you know, are like me. And so right. now I'm just going to find people who uh, think the same way that I do <laughs> um, and, and, and where and I good feel luck. like, and, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And, but, but then, you know, uh, they, they, they really see themselves as, Hey, uh, I only fit in when um, when people think like me, or if if I can do something for them. Right. Uh, and uh, and oftentimes church becomes a place of belonging for a lot of people for all the wrong reasons. Right. Um, when it should be that they are, uh, you know, for church people. Um, you know, it should be because we're the body of Christ, uh -huh. uh, and we belong in 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 um, in God's uh, community uh, because not because of we the things that we can do for the community or or be, but just because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. Um, but oftentimes churches look at young adults or young people. And, and look at them as commodities of, hey, they can do X, Y, and Z for us. <laughs> they right. can help us figure out how to do streaming. Um, they can figure out how to, uh, uh, they can be attractive for other young people to come to our church. So now we're using them as a commodity rather than as 
uh, seeing them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and and it's hard, especially in churches that have deep family roots or deep legacies or deep generations that have been there. It's very hard to incorporate not just young but new people into the church because there's so much stereotypical roles that often get associated, like you said, to to those different things, and so. That's, that's hard to break them. Um, and it's hard to really pay attention to their purpose um, and to where God's calling them and how, how God's using them. Um, when you were talking about the, I am not blank enough. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a perspective shift. Like if we could just rephrase that terms and saying you are, you are enough period like right. without any yeah. qualifier um yeah. that would change our mindsets i mean we're we're the we're the product of what we talk to ourselves and what we speak to ourselves and so that's a hard thing to um if you've been spoken to or you've been in that friend group that says well my purpose is to serve my friend group then you don't really look outside of that friend group for purpose Right, right. No, it is, it is, it is to, um, you're right, when we, uh, when we need to be telling ourselves, and when we need to not only just telling ourselves, but truly believe um, the fact that we are enough, the way that, um, you know, for at least for uh, Christ followers, that, that it's, uh, that we are enough in Christ. Right. Uh, that there's no other qualifications that that's needed other than other than Jesus. Yes. Uh, and and uh, and oftentimes we want to put other qualifications, and we want to say I'm enough if yes oh, X that, Y and Z. Oh uh, uh, yes. Um, and I mean it, it it brings ahead even you know with my role as the missions pastor. I'll be the first to admit I'd much rather have a tool, a circular shawl, something in my hands than go get a manicure. Like, I don't care. And that's, <laughs> that's where I'd, that's where I'd rather be. But it took the longest time for me to understand that that truly was my purpose. Like that truly was right. like, and I needed to own that. And that that's hard because that's different than some of my best friends. And that's different than some, but it's not bad. It's not wrong. Right. It's just different. Right. And that's where well, we have to realize. It's what the culture really teaches us, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the expectations that we have for uh, a female to to uh, to think, hey, you know, I've got to go do, uh, you know, go get my nails done, go get my right. hair done. It, it's just right. kind of uh, playing into the roles that, that we've been told uh, rather than really finding what... Um, what we're passionate about, uh, yeah. and and so, uh, and and so uh, for a female like you to to love getting a circular saw in your yeah. hands and, and building something uh, is is somewhat countercultural. And so, right. um, people, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially females um, who are who are going into fields that are a bit countercultural than what the the cultural norms are, um, they have really have a hard time. Uh, finding that in the in the long run because of going upstream against the culture. Yeah, and I think 
that's that's where that's where we have to continually fight that battle of that it does that we can go upstream but there is a there is seasons that we're supposed to go with the flow but then there's also times in which we need to fight it and and go upstream and really um live not that we shouldn't live out our lives at all times in according to how god wants us to do it but there's also times that god wants us to just be with the people that he's called us to be with you know yeah and so that that's a hard that's a hard that's a hard thing all of these are hard but you know that's a that's a hard um when we're separating the i claim him with maybe some of our family members as we're thinking about holidays and and various things like i claim christ but do you live it out that's a different that's a different conversation yeah yeah and i think um for <laughs> for many who uh, are still working to develop the their own identity um, because it's not just for teenagers and it's not just for young adults. Really, I know many uh, many who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s who are still trying to figure out who they are. Right. Um, you know, the self awareness um, is one aspect. You know, um, just working on your own. Um, you know. Uh, understanding who you are, mm -hmm. uh, understanding how God has created you. And um, uh, it sounds a little kind of, I don't know, uh, wishy-washy or, or, even, or even just kind of um, spiritual, but not, uh, not biblical, but it is biblical in yeah. terms of God has created us for, um, for a purpose. Uh, but God has also created us exactly the way we are, and yes. and 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 in God's creation, God is pleased with with uh, with God's creation. So um, it's uh, I think I think we've got to spend uh, the necessary time, uh, and we don't often do that because we mm -hmm. live in a fast-paced world, and yes. and uh, we don't often take the time to. Uh, to learn more about ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and, and then, it's hard because it changes as life changes. You know, yeah. there, there are some things that, um, that my husband and I'll talk about that. I'm like, I wouldn't have talked to that person 10 years ago to save my life. But today I needed to talk to that person and that, and that's, that's who I needed to impact. And there's so much beauty in how God works each of us to meet, to meet different needs. Whereas my husband will talk to people that I'm not comfortable talking with and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And yet that's how we're supposed to, like, I'm not meant to talk to some of the ones that he talks to. Cause I couldn't relate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't meet them where they are, but he can. And so that's a, just a awareness piece that we both had to realize of, okay, like, this is where you're called to be and that's great, but that doesn't mean that I have to be there at all times. I'm here to support you, but it doesn't mean that I have to do the exact same thing. Right, yeah, we all, we all have, again, it blends all uh, so much together in terms of identity, belonging and purpose. And uh, um, one of the things that we really focused on in our research is how are, how are young people answering these questions of who am I, who am I, where do I, uh, where do I fit and what difference can I make? Uh, and then 
and then we contrasted that with what are the what are the scriptural uh, answers to these questions, right. uh, and 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 the process of discipleship uh, for us is helping um, our young people, our young adults, our, our, our any Christ follower from moving from all right. Here's the cultural narratives that that we bought our you know bought into um, knowingly or unknowingly. And how do we shift those cultural narratives into Jesus-centered narratives? How, yes. how did Jesus live out those questions? And, uh, and so the process of discipleship is moving from those cultural narratives uh, and, and into the Jesus-centered narratives. And so um, our definition of discipleship, uh, as simple as it gets, is, is an everyday yes, is saying everyday yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, is waking up every morning and saying yes, Jesus, to to whatever the day holds. Yeah. Um, it it's our it's our response to who Jesus is in our lives, uh, and it's you know um, it's important for us Protestants that hey we make that initial yes to Jesus when we say yes I want to be a follower of Christ. Uh, and and in Baptist life, it's walking down the yeah. aisle of the church and yeah. saying yes, saying to the church, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to be baptized, uh, and and I want to I want to do that here in this in this you know community of faith. Wow. Uh, uh, but um, uh, but then it's it's that first initial yes, uh, but then there's a lot of. Uh, other yeses along you know after that right yeah it's, and it's, it's an everyday yes it's an everyday that. yes and two of my kind of top books right now one's the best yes lisa lisa turkhurst and i just like like what's your <laughs> next best yes um and then the one thing and it's like what is one thing that you can do today that makes everything else easier or unnecessary like let's walk that out with our christian life and let's see where he leads us. And that's the cool part is that he'll do it. We just have to see where he leads us, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today um, and just kind of breaking this down for us. And um, we're just excited to kind of see how we live it out. It's super fun on this walk to, um, like you said, wake up every day and just say yes and see what he does. Yeah, thanks for uh, the invitation. I've enjoyed our conversation. It's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Custom Created Life as we figure out where God is calling us and how to work through this process. You can reach me on Instagram at Elizabeth B. Kilby, and I will be happy to work through this journey of life with you as we figure out where we're going, how God is calling us, and the unique creations that He's made. Thank you.